As we begin a new school year, Focus on the Family wants to help your child connect with God based on his or her spiritual personality. I'm John Fuller, and welcome to another episode of the Thriving Student Podcast. I'm joined by Danny Huerta, who runs our parenting department here at Focus, and we're going to be discussing how to practically influence your child to really know and worship God. Now, Danny, why should parents recognize the importance of helping our kids connect with God? Well, sometimes we we tend to push our kids to connect with God the way we connect with God, and that Mm. can create uh, unnecessary conflict and unnecessary pressure on a child. I know my son, he's a peacemaker, and he's more of a responsible, sensitive kid, but loves to connect with God in nature and just at his own pace. Doesn't have to necessarily traditionally sit down and, and open the Bible and and read that he has his own books that he wants to dig into. And then my daughter, she's much more social, go-getter, a talker, loves music, and connects with God in a much more experiential way through music or through art and mm-hmm. drawing sometimes when she's listening to sermons. So yeah. uh, the, our kids, and we as adults, can connect with God in, in a variety of ways. And we just need to keep that in mind as parents as we're trying to encourage our kids, not with shoulds, but with coulds. You could connect with God in this way and encouraging their growth through mm-hmm. that. Yeah, we've got uh, quite a, a gamut of kids with six. Um, five of them are adults, and they all really do kind of reach out to God in their own ways. Um, one is in a more formal church setting. Another is going to a, a much less formal church setting mm-hmm. than they grew up in. Uh, one does Bible and coffee solo. The other does Bible and coffee and has to have friends around. Um, and one of the kids just be, being outdoors. She feels mm-hmm. so close to God in those moments. Now, as we turn the corner and uh, look ahead to the school year, we want to help make sure that you're equipping your child to have a great school year. And, of course, we have a lot of resources. Let me point out one, the free booklet download called Fearfully and Wonderfully Made, which has a lot of great tips in it for your child to really make this year a banner year. And uh, every October, let me mention as well that every October, Focus on the Family promotes Bring Your Bible to School Day. Danny, why don't you go ahead and describe that real quickly? Yeah, it's it's an opportunity for kids to bring their Bible and stand up for their faith. Just show that, hey, I'm a Christian and this is important to me. And then it's a opportunity to begin living out your faith where you're at all year long. And we pr- we're going to provide challenges for kids and their families to do all year long, once a month, hmm. and providing resources along the way uh, so that you as a family can challenge one another living out your faith wherever you're at. Excellent. And we're going to have um, resources like that booklet I mentioned and information about Bring Your Bible to School Day at focusonthefamily.com slash thrivingstudent. All right, Danny, today we're going to be covering seven different spiritual personality types based on uh, some material from a book called Sacred Pathways by Pastor Gary Thomas. Um, It really is important for us to do, as you were mentioning earlier, to recognize that uh, each of my kids are going to be wired differently spiritually. Yes. Uh, That's something that we see in the Gospels, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John each gave us different uh, visuals of their lives with Jesus. Hmm. If we wouldn't have all those books, we wouldn't have the complete story. Each one interpreted what was happening from their perspective. And they connected with Jesus in a different way. And throughout Scripture, we see uh, different people connecting with God in different ways. The most obvious one is David through the Psalms. Hmm. Uh, very artistic and 
and very relational in in his writings when you look at uh, how he contemplated his relationship with God. Hmm. And that's been helpful for many people through through the Psalms. And then you look at Proverbs, very different than, than the Psalms. And, and, and on we go, right, with each of the books. And now with kids, I, I can't tell you how many times parents have said, hey, my, my son or my daughter just won't read their Bible regularly. And I go, well, are there any other ways that they're connecting with God? And then as we contemplate, we go, yeah, okay, they serve people. They, they love to serve, and they do, they're doing things through the church, or they've gone on some missions trips and now are, are trying to organize some more of the trips, or you have some that uh, through art they're drawing sermons or they're doing other artistic things that— show their service towards God, and all of a sudden the world opens up for a parent saying, wow, they're connecting in different ways Mm. in finding that connectedness with God, and now I can be a cheerleader to that rather than uh, forcing them to just sit down and read the Bible. Yeah, I was talking to a, um, a family friend, and she was saying how when her kids were young, they would have these family devotional times, and she made them sit still and listen. And she was kind of emphatic about how this worked. And I thought, you know, I gave up on that because I realized at some point in time, sitting still isn't the goal. The goal is for them to engage. And one of my kids was, I mean, ants in the pants, could not sit <laughs> still to save his life. And and so th- there are certain battles that we want to win, which is have a hunger for God. And then there are other things that maybe the form of what that looks like is less important. Maybe it's not important that I'm raising, you know, little John and Dinas in my home, but that we have <laughs> kids who are independently interested in and seeking out God. Yeah, I mean, even just look at the denominational differences. Sometimes you can see the, the differences of personalities in that. And, and really, every personality here in this booklet, and I'll go through those real quickly, is important to understand, but also knowing that all of us have bits and pieces of all these personalities, but there's going to be one that really stands out for each of us on how we connect in a close way uh, with God. And it's important for us to understand the different ways. And what I want to make sure uh, people hear is that I'm not saying reading God's Word is not important. I mean, that's part of this. But then there are other ways to enhance that experience with God's Word and with prayer yeah. uh, in our own unique ways. I think that's really uh, vital for parents to grab onto. And again, I just want to point out the downloadable booklet is what we're talking about here. So uh, go to the website, get the book. Uh, Danny, go ahead and list the different ways kind of just real quick, and then we'll dive in and explore them each uh, individually. Sounds great. The first one is naturalists. Second is sensates, and then traditionalists, activists, enthusiasts, caregivers, and intellectuals. Those okay. are the different categories that all of us could fit into. Yeah, and then the naturalist sounds like the child I was describing, my daughter who gets out in the woods, and she experiences God in some awesome <laughs> ways, right? Right. I, just this last weekend, I was with a group of dads with their kids, and you could see the kids that loved to be out in nature and felt super connected to their Heavenly Father out in creation and enjoying God's playground. And uh, they would most likely traditionally not want to open the Bible and just sit there and read. But you could see the dads coming alongside their kids and the kids expressing a um, uh, an awe of who God is. And in what's going on in, for that child? I mean, why why is nature such a connector for them? I think it's just being out and seeing God's creation. It's mm. an evidence to them that there's someone that cares about them, that has has designed something amazing and beautiful that they get to enjoy, mm-hmm. and it really comes to life, what Scripture's talking about. So I need to, if I have one of these kinds of kids, um, let's say 10 years old, what should I be doing? 
uh, taking walks, going on hikes, going camping, uh, spending time talking about uh, just plants in general and the roots and deep rootedness. What does that mean in our lives? What does it mean to have growth and then fruit that comes out of the tree? And how can a tree have fruit that comes out? The amazingness and miracle of that. And how does that apply to our lives Mm -hmm. when God says that we are to be fruitful uh, in our lives spiritually and also physically? What does that mean? It can open up lots of conversations. What does it mean when a tree topples over when wind comes and then another tree stands firm hmm. next to it? What, what, how does that apply to our lives? And you can have lots of conversations that are started by what nature shows. And my son has uh, opened up to me you know, when we've been out camping. He goes, man, God is so big. This is beautiful what he's created and is able to give the credit to uh, Heavenly Father. very humbling to see how small we are when you're around that. So the naturalists need that playground outdoors, but not all kids need that. They're not always going to connect with God that way. So I need to understand that if for some reason my daughter or my son go away from the naturalist side, I need to understand how they filter God and how they connect well with God. And I think what's important for us to think about as we're going through this list is that we can have multiple, uh, not multiple personalities, right, John, but (laughs) (laughs) multiple aspects of different ways that we filter. And it may be that uh, we naturally filter as naturalists, but then also as sensates because they're very related. And the sensate is a very artistic type of person and there can be carryover with the naturalists where they love to paint or draw nature or draw what they see or even draw and interpret what they're hearing from a pastor Hmm. or from a song. And then it begins to connect them artistically to uh, a mind relationship with God, where it lines up their mind to be ready for what God is trying to tell them. Sounds like the sensate is somebody who really experiences God through uh, a variety of mechanisms, those natural senses that we have. Right. Touch, smell, hmm. all the different ones. What what kinds of things encourage the child who's that sensate, who needs the experience? Uh, the most common one is drawing, painting. Uh, some it's through uh, music, a variety of types of, of music, uh, uh, listening to, to Scripture, uh, being read, uh, listening to story, you reading the stories. That's that's great. I appreciate this. As we're, I'm smiling as we're talking because I'm thinking not just of my kids, but my wife. She has to cocoon and set things up just perfectly. She needs the right music. She needs the right lighting. She needs her cup of coffee. Um, she will nest, and she'll spend an hour uh, there in the corner of the living room just reading her Bible and talking to the Lord. And that's kind of what you're talking about, right? Yeah, that's a great picture, mm-hmm. uh, a Bible nest. Yeah, that, that's great. John. That's good. I like that. <laughs> that's good. So, what's uh, what's the third type that you want to talk about? This is a traditionalist. This is the one that we're most familiar with. Opening up scripture and traditionally going through and reading scripture as a family, uh, maybe discussing it. That's the traditional way of connecting with God through prayer, and it may be the Lord's prayer and reading that each day. And it's it's the, the people that love structure to uh, and. and and show respect to God through structure that have more of the traditional mindset as they connect with God. That's mm-hmm. the way to show reverence and connectedness to God. Okay. And what what will um, more easily facilitate in the home the kind of uh, child who has that approach to uh, really uh, engaging with God? Yeah, have them 
share with you what structure they want to put in place. Maybe mm. for the family, they're saying, hey, can we read as a family the Lord's Prayer together every day? Sure. Uh, can we read these scriptures together as a family every day? Sure. And so that's where you can give them some leadership on creating some traditions that the family can take on as you engage with scripture as a family, and then branching out from there. Traditionalists create a foundation many times to uh, having a consistent time of prayer and time in the Word, mm-hmm. which is fantastic and very important for the home. It just doesn't always fit for everybody. Yeah, and what we'd like to do is encourage you as a mom or a dad to really just try a lot of different things. I think it's really important to realize there's not one way, as we've said time and again here on this podcast, there's not one way to experience God. And you don't know until you've tried some of these things to find out, oh, you know what? Sitting there formally uh, for a four-year-old may work, you know, reciting a, a, a scripture of the day that might work for that child. Or maybe taking a walk around the block, singing a little Bible ditty. Maybe that is what helps them uh, understand and relate to the Scripture and to who God is. So you got to try a lot of different things to see what sticks. And then what works, But just pour it on, man. Uh, hmm. Challenge that child. Encourage them. Uh, help them. Give them opportunities to really grow that way with God. It's about developing patterns and consistency together as a family and respecting one another's a way of bridging and connecting with mm-hmm. God. The reset buttons we all need every day in our time with God. You know, the idea of thy kingdom come, thy will be done. God's kingdom is very diverse in the way that God created it, and uh, he loves it that way. That's great, and uh, we still have four to go, so what's the next one, Daniel? Yeah, activists, that's the Bring Your Bible to School Day. Hmm. We give it a great opportunity for kids to stand for their faith in a variety of ways that, that kids can do that and, and let others know uh, that something is happening, they do campaigns and, and things like that. Uh, maybe even going to a shelter and, and helping out. I like that, yes. Yeah. And we've, we've tried that, and sometimes the kids uh, rise to the occasion, other times they shrink back. So again, right. just try some things here. Right, and, and then the enthusiasts are the ones that love to cheer people on. They show a lot of joy, they want to uh, lead praise and worship. Uh, you can see those uh, types of personalities coming from a mile away. They're, mm. they're happy, joyful, and they want to lead uh, a, a celebration. They're very celebratory in the way that they connect with God. And, and then you see the caregivers. The caregivers are ones that also do the shelter thing. They want to care for people. They want to mm. volunteer their time. And that, the, the, their service is a way that they show a gift of, of who God has created them Yeah, and be. I've got one of my kids who just naturally gravitates to see the need and meet the need, just does that. And um, sometimes it gets overlooked, but I, I notice it, and I think there's a, a real gift of service there that that kind of correlates to, to this description of being a caregiver. Yeah, and, and Jesus gave us a great model of that, of washing his disciples' feet and the idea of uh, serving one another. And uh, the last ones are the intellectuals. They devour books, mm-hmm. books by uh, great authors, the, the devotional books. They want to make sure you're following a devotional plan. They're the ones that uh, want the 365-day Bibles. They're, they're on it, and they want to uh, understand the Greek. They want to understand uh, the roots to words. Uh, th- this is a very important foundation to our understanding of theology and understanding of truths within Scripture. So as, so as we can see, all seven are ones that we truly see in Scripture, 
but also can take on and stretch ourselves and continue to grow as we learn from one another how to connect with God. Yeah, and I think it's really important that parents uh, take away the concept that they can be students of and learn from their child. In other words, my kid can help me because he or she experiences God slightly different than I do uh, in different ways and hears from God in some different ways than I do. I can benefit from that. That can round out my spiritual experience because otherwise I'm just stuck over here in my one little way of doing things. So kids can be distressing at times because they interrupt your patterns, but there can be some real life in that as God helps you grow as a parent. Yeah, it gives us a a further understanding, a deepening of our understanding of who our Heavenly Father is. And there's a lot of uh, variety of ways that God is ready to connect to us through. And we we just have to be uh, aware that God is always speaking, and it's up to us to pay attention to where God's at and to line up with Him. And whatever that way is, that's that's up to us to to find a way to connect with mm-hmm. God as he's waiting to have that conversation with us. Well, we want you to have this free downloadable booklet that we've touched on here today called Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. Uh, it goes into greater depth about all of these personality types. It's got some activities for you, some things you can print out and post. All of this so you can be talking uh, very organically and very naturally in your home about spiritual growth. And so we want to encourage you to stop by the website for that. Also, remember to mark your calendar for early October. Bring your Bible to School Day, and uh, you'll find details about how your kids can share their faith with others simply by taking their Bible to school. Uh, We've got details about the downloadable booklet and Bring Your Bible to School Day, as well as other help at focusonthefamily.com slash thrivingstudent. Well, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire parenting team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Thriving Student Podcast.